The Fake Show podcast is sponsored by the law firm of Hutchison & Stephan, North Fifth Brewing Company, Threads of Envy, The Tone Factory Recording Studios, Moonshot.com t-shirt designs, and by Mr. Antenna. Now your host, Jim Tofty. Nationally respected astrophysicist Adam Frank is also a professor in the Department of Physics and Astronomy at the University of Rochester. He became principal investigator in 2019 on NASA's first grant to study signs of advanced civilizations and other worlds. In his brand new Little Book of Aliens, Adam explains how alien life might manifest itself and what we might learn from it as I've got Adam Frank on the line right now in New York. Hey, Jim. Adam, good morning. So nice to have you on the show. Thanks for joining me. I love all the talk about extraterrestrial intelligence, and it was, what, maybe 60 years ago that we really had no idea what was out there, yeah? Right, yeah, that was the beginning. 60 years was the beginning, as I talk about in the book, that was the beginning of the scientific search for life in the universe. That was the first steady search. But we're so far beyond that now, and that's kind of what I want people to understand. That's what the book is about. Yeah, and what are the odds that we are the only beings out there? Odd, but with the thing, one of the major discoveries that uh, I talk about in the book, to, you know, I wanted, after 30 years of being an astrophysicist, I wanted people to see how, what amazing discoveries we've made so that they're ready when somebody says we found something. Um, what we now know is that every star in the sky hosts a family of planets. And since life has to form on planets, the, knowing that the galaxy is awash in planets really ups the stakes on the possibility that, you know, uh, life of any kind, whether it's, you know, microbial or just forest or intelligent civilization, has happened on some other world in the galaxy. And really, up until now, or recently, we or NASA hasn't really searched for extraterrestrial life, right? Yeah, that's a great point. You know, people have this idea that, like, Every night, you know, astronomers point their radio telescopes or whatever at the stars and listen for signals of intelligent civilization. And the sad truth is there's never been any money to do that, right? So classic SETI, which is you do kind of the radio, uh, use radio telescopes, was never really funded. There was never any federal funding for it. People were doing it, you know, here and there. And one of the things I talk about in the book, I show the history of this, and if, um, you know, if the stars are like the ocean, how much of the ocean have we searched? It turns out to be a hot tub. Uh-huh. Look at a hot tub <laughs> worth of the, And if you look at a hot tub worth of water and there's no fish, are you then going to say, oh, the ocean's got no fish in it? So we really <laughs> haven't looked yet, but now, that's the thing then, now we're looking. Now we've got the telescopes, we've got the NASA's all in on this. We are going to be looking for life in the universe. I love the title of your book, The Little Book of Aliens. It sounds like a golden book, like it was, it's a kid's book. So is it easy enough for me to even understand? Well, you know, I'm from uh, Jersey. I'm from uh, the New Jersey, right across from New York. And, you know, I wrote the book in my own voice, right? In the voice of a kid <laughs> growing up, going to the Hayden Planetarium, watching Star Trek, you know, watching Lost in Space. God, that was so bad. Uh, you know, and, and by, so, you know, this is a book, this is a book for people who don't normally buy science books, right? This is a book that really just kind of lays it out, you know, and the little part was these are short chapters to give, as I like to say, from this book, you'll have everything you need to know about everything there is to know right now about, about life in the universe. And, you know, it's obviously, it's in the news every day almost, right? If we're not having some other horrible war, everybody's talking about aliens. 
And so I really wanted people to see where science is at with this and for them to understand that, like, we're there. We're pushing the boats into the water, finally, and we're starting on the greatest adventure humanity has ever taken. When the James Webb Telescope went online, I'm sure that it was hard for you to contain yourself. The pictures were extraordinary, and it, it, this is a broad question, but what have you, as an astrophysicist, learned from the pictures, the images that we've seen? Yeah, the most important thing related to this topic that I study, which is, uh, you know, uh, astrobiology, life in the universe, is that we started to get data that aren't really pictures, but what they are is they're, they, um, uh, this is information in the light from atmospheres of alien worlds, worlds that are you know, light years away. And just recently, this amazing result came out where they were able to take a, a, an entirely new class of planet that might have life in it, and they were able to tell uh, very accurately what kinds of chemicals were in the atmosphere. And as I talk about in the book, this is where we're going to find what we call biosignatures or technosignatures, evidence of either, you know, dumb life or, or, or intelligent life. James Webb is already, it's just at the edge of being able to give us that data where we can see what's in an alien planet's atmosphere and from that understand whether or not there's life. It is kind of mind-blowing when you look at some of those images that those particular worlds might not even exist anymore? Or have, did I dream that? Well, it depends on distance, right? So it's absolutely one of the amazing things about the universe is that light uh, travels at a finite speed, right? So it takes some time for light to get from a distant object to you. Most of the planets, though, that we're looking at are, you know, maybe like 10, 20, 100 light years away. So they're not that far in the past. So the light left, you know, if it's 100 light years away, we're seeing that planet as, you know, in 1923, basically for us, right? Uh-huh. So, so it's not, you got to look really, you got to look billions and billions of years up here of light years out. It's a totally other galaxy that have that kind of really, you know, time travel effect going on. Most of this stuff is relatively close to us. I know in the book that you get into the history of UFOs, the hoaxes, conspiracy theories. What do we learn here? Because, you know, those Navy UAP videos have turned some heads, haven't they? kind of why scientists have never gotten involved with the UFO stuff, because it is, you know, it's a mix of either personal testimony, which science can't do much with, a lot of blobby pictures, which science can't do much with, and then there's the conspiracy theories and the hoaxes, which, oh my God, as scientists, you're like, I am not touching that with people. Uh Now, I also, so people can understand, in the book, I cover the modern history, these Navy um, sightings. And, you know, I've been talking, I've had, like, had conversations with Ryan Graves, who's one of the pilots, one of those pilots. And, you know, what I like about, I, I think it's great that the pilots feel, start to feel free to report what they've seen, because that's the only way we're going to be able to start a scientific search. Um, uh, and, and that, uh, you know, what's important to understand is, as of right now, even with all that data, or even with all the, the Navy, what's going on with the Navy, there's still no hard evidence to connect anything associated with UAP with alien, you know, with the idea that it's non-human, right? That's absolutely for sure. But I'm all in favor of learning. If people want to do a, a full scientific, transparent search or, or investigation of UAP, that would be good. And you know, we're starting that. NASA has gotten involved. That NASA panel, you know, did look at. They started looking at the other government data for UAP. And so, you know, this may be the beginning. And I talk about what would in the book. What would a true scientific search 
or investigation of UAPs look like? I, have a whole, I lay that out so people can understand what it would mean to get data that, and what kind of data, that you could actually say something about UAPs as opposed to just stories and narratives. When you were a kid, Adam, uh, what was it? Was there something in that time when you're growing up, you're a kid, that piqued your interest in life and other worlds and, and science fiction in general? Yeah, remarkably, um, it was my dad's science fiction pulp magazine collection. My dad was a writer who was into science fiction. Yeah. And I remember, I was literally, I was five years old, and I went into his library, and there was a low shelf that I could reach that had all of these um, pulp science fiction magazines with their covers, you know, they all had these lurid illustrations of rocket ships and guys bouncing around on alien planets and spacesuits and bug-eyed monsters and aliens. And I knew from that moment on that this is what I was going to do with my life. You were the science advisor on Marvel's Doctor Strange. What kinds of things were you setting them straight on? I mean, what, what exactly were your duties there? Yeah, that was, as I like to say, you know, best week ever. Uh, they flew me out there. You know, I'm a huge Marvel. Like, not only as a kid was I a huge science fiction fan and astronomy fan, uh, an alien fan, I was also a huge Marvel fan. Yeah. So we went out there, and they, you know, I had, they showed me the script. You know, I had to sign my life away. And then we talked about, like, certain scenes. <laughs> they, they really wanted some help in, like, particularly the scene where um, Doctor Strange meets the Ancient One. And, you know, he's a science guy, and she, she's about to push him out of his, you know, into his astral body. And then we talked about, like, what would his reactions be like? And so some of the, literally, some of the dialogue we came up with made it into that scene. So that was really cool. And then we talked a lot about the, um, the multiverse. You know, right now Marvel is all about the multiverse. So that, yeah. was the, uh, that movie was the first introduction of the multiverse. We talked a lot about the scientific ideas of the multiverse and how that would work. Astrophysicist Adam Frank's latest, The Little Book of Aliens, is available at Amazon.com and wherever you, you find your books. Adam, this has been a great pleasure. Thanks so much for joining me. It was a lot of fun. Thank you. You know, Adam also explains how we can find evidence of extraterrestrial life if we can't even travel outside of our solar system and what the impact would be if we discover other beings. Can't wait to dive into this book. That finishes this episode of The Fake Show Podcast. I'm Jim Tofty. Thanks so much for listening. I'll see you next time. Listen to The Fake Show anywhere on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, and thefakeshow.com. Hey.